Welcome to the podcast, a show all about pets, animals, veterinary medicine. All things fuzzy, wuzzy, and cute. <laughs> Sometimes scary with big fangs and teeth. Ooh. <laughs> Never know what you're going to get here at the podcast. Yeah. But I, well, one thing that you know you're going to get is the tiny vet herself. Yes. I'm the tiny vet. I am Dr. Lauren Edelman, veterinarian, internal medicine specialist, and lover of all things animals. I'm, I'm a lover of all things animals. That was my intro. Oh, sorry. I stole it, maybe. <laughs> Dang. Well, I mean, I don't have a, a, a huge resume in terms of my uh, my knowledge of the furry and fuzzies, but I, I love them very much, and I am honored to be co-hosting with Dr. Lauren. My name is David, actor, voice actor, and uh, Dr. Lauren's hype man. Um, this show is all going to be about the holiday season. It's December just turned December and we are going to talk about everything holiday related today. I do think we have a trivia question. We do. And I think there's been a bit of a hiatus since our last episode. Yeah. So the question was, how many ants does a giant ant eater consume in a day? Was it 2,100, 9,000, 19,000, or 35,000? Ready yeah. for this one, folks? Giant ant eaters consume up to 35,000 ants and termites in a single day. That is a lot of, uh, of finger food right there. Or in the case of anteaters, they're actually using their long, sticky tongues to slurp up hundreds of ants per minute. They actually never destroy an ant nest on purpose, uh, and instead they prefer to leave some ants alive so that it can rebuild, and then the anteater can actually return and feed again in the future, which is a very cool— I feel like that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, very smart. I wonder what it's like to eat an ant. Like, I picture it like— I could tell you. I used to eat them all the time when I was a kid at camp. Ew. You know when you, you have an Advil and it doesn't fully go down properly? Ew. Okay, I need to stop talking about this. <laughs> This is grossing me out. Yeah. I hope you don't I don't do, do it. That. I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. Okay. Well, probably part of the reason why I'm getting more grossed out today than I would usually is because David and I actually have our own news. So David and I are pregnant. Well, Woo-hoo. I'm actually the one that's pregnant, but I know it's, we say we now, but he's not the one that's getting heartburn and <laughs> nausea. <laughs> no, I'm just getting the, I'm getting the. The wrath of the hormones, though. Yeah. So, so it's, 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 a, it's a journey for us both. We are expecting a baby girl in April, and we're very excited. But let's talk about some other news. That, that's exciting news. How do that's you, not I, really animal-related news, though. It's, we're animals of some kind. But this is a familiar character that actually showed up in one of our trivia questions early on in the show. You may remember Jonathan the Tortoise. Yeah, I do remember Jonathan. Well, Jonathan the tortoise, we have to give a raised glass to because he just celebrated his 190th birthday. Wow. Which is very exciting. So Jonathan, for those of you who remember, is the oldest living land mammal in the world. Truth be told, there was not actually a record of birth from Jonathan, so we don't truly know his official, official age, but he was brought to um, St. Helena as a gift to the governor back in 1882. Now, that is on record. As Jonathan has slipped into old age, some of his senses are failing. He's blind. He can't smell, but he has a great sense of hearing and always recognizes his vet, Joe Holland's voice. And Joe Holland has also said that despite his senses failing, he has maintained great energy. But hey, another another fun thing. So despite his age, Jonathan has a great libido and uh, <laughs> has made 
continues to make good friends with uh, his turtle neighbors, Emma and sometimes Fred. And is, uh, are, are Emma, is Emma expecting? I, I don't know. <laughs> See, that was a good segue. It I don't was. know. I don't know if there's any Maybe Emma and I are expecting together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to dip dive into our holiday hazards and how to keep your pets safe this holiday season. We are back and here to talk about how to keep your pets safe during the holidays. So we know the holidays can be super busy. It's also a very exciting time, but your pets may not always be the first thing on your mind. And there's a lot of hazards out there during the holiday season that people may not be aware of that could potentially harm your pets. Anything from food to plants to actually people. Hmm. So I want to use this opportunity to kind of talk about these hazards and how to prevent these very unwanted emergency veterinary visits. Because let me tell you, no one is excited to come to the veterinary ER on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But we are busy. So listen up. Really? Like, so do you, would you actually, can you, unrelated, can you pinpoint times of the year where there's more frequent vet trips? Is it around the holidays? 100%. Every single holiday. Really? we prepare for like, yeah, every single holiday, Hmm. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, holidays are huge peak times in ERs. So let's talk about the holiday season, whether you're celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, any, any holiday. Yeah. There's lots of stuff around. So yeah. Well, I know food can be a hazard for us humans. We kind of tend to eat, eat, eat till we burst. Um, Are there any things that animals should be worried about while we are all having our holiday feasts and, and engorging ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious one is chocolate. We just gifted our producer, Aiden, some chocolate peppermint bark, which he Is made. not an yeah, animal not treat. an animal bark. treat. <laughs> so, yeah, chocolate. I mean, we know chocolate's toxic to dogs. There's a dog on it. <laughs> yeah. There is a dog on it. <laughs> it is not for your dog, Aiden, or else you will end up seeing me on Christmas Day. Yeah, so chocolate contains caffeine, uh, theobromine. It has all sorts of toxic compounds. So definitely chocolate is a no-no, um, especially the baking type of chocolate. You mm, know, chocolate, Like more pure cocoa. Exactly. Pure cocoa is probably the worst. Dark chocolate. And then it kind of gets progressively less milk chocolate, white chocolate. Um, other things that you might not think of, onions. So especially raw onions, if you're cooking and raw onions fall, can mm. cause anemia in pets. Um, grapes and raisins. That's becoming more mainstream. I think more people know about grapes and raisins. But um, I didn't know that until we had to rush Joey to the, the yeah. vet because... <laughs> I was out of town and... No, you were in town. Oh, no, just kidding. I was in town. Yeah, they jumped on the table and got our grapes. And all of a sudden, there was just a a grape vine with no grapes on it. And I didn't think twice about it, but all of a sudden, it was the big question. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to have to post that video of them both vomiting up so we could... (laughs) We were playing a game who actually ate the grapes, but we had to make both Joey and Freddie vomit. But yes, raisins. um, And then the other thing to think about is like rich foods, like turkey, table scraps, all those things. Like it might seem nice to give your pet, you know, the, the, the table scraps that weren't finished, but those are super rich and they can cause pancreatitis, which Mm. can be life-threatening um and we definitely want to avoid giving any sort of bones specifically specifically cooked bones 
that's probably the number one reason I personally get called in on the holidays because I need to scope out the stomach. So use a scope to retrieve bones that a dog's ingested before they make their way through the intestinal tract. And a lot of the time, I would say 90% of the time, it's not because the owners gave their bones. It's because, gave them bones. It's because they put the bones or carcasses in the trash and then didn't immediately take the trash out. And then the dog finds a way to get into the trash and eat the turkey carcass. So keep the trash out of reach. But yeah, lots of lots of foods. Okay, so foods, we've, we've covered that. Of course, everyone's decorating their homes and, and I feel like decorations, could that be a danger of some kind? Yeah, decorations are probably the second most common danger and reason for vet visits rather than uh, compared to food uh, or second to food rather. Um, so sparkly Christmas tree. It's exciting for you. It's exciting for your pet. Mm. Dogs, cats, they love the sparkly Christmas tree. They love the tinsel, glass ornaments. I'm just getting a, a flash of one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, which was uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And there was a little bit of a mishap with the cat and uh, yeah. the tree. So yes, there was in that movie. Um, <laughs> but tinsel... I have pulled tinsel out of so many cats' stomachs. They go to surgery, needing intestinal um, surgery. T cats love to eat tinsel. Cats mm. love to eat stringy, bright, sparkly things. So if you're going to use tinsel or any glass or ornaments or anything like that, make sure it's above paw height. So make sure these things are not accessible and make sure your tree or whatever you're using is very well secured. Dogs, you know, all these doodles out there, very excited for Christmas, can easily knock over a tree. Glass shatters. They might ingest the glass. Like you say, doodles. Doodles are the big, the big eat, eating things that they're not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, Goldens, Labs, doodles. Like they're very commonly scoped. <laughs> In my opinion, they love to eat things they shouldn't. So, so yeah secure things. And then also like on that same note, um, you know, lights and wires, if you have lights around the house or wires, dogs, cats can chew on electrical cables and cause oral burns or shocks. And so if you do have wires, keep them out of reach, keep them in a place where they're not visible to your pets. Um, and if you can't keep your pets away from them, just don't do it. It's not worth it. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, my gosh, my golly, the mistletoe and holly, we've got plants galore. Yeah. Things that we don't necessarily see throughout the year. Are any of those plants things that I should be worried about my dog or cat getting getting into? Yeah, so plants are great. They make your house festive, but a lot of them are poisonous to cats and dogs. Um, the mistletoe, for one, is actually toxic. So yeah. it might be nice to have a little kiss under the mistletoe, but not so nice if you have to bring, you know, Fluffy into the ER because they actually ate the mistletoe. So I've also heard the mistletoe is... An invasive species. So as romantic <laughs> as a mistletoe might be, keep it out of I your didn't garden. I about that. But another reason. Other plants, holly, ornamental pepper, Christmas rose, and poinsettias, um, those are all toxic to pets. So keep plants out of reach or keep them outside the home altogether. So if you can't trust your cat to not chew on the leaves, just keep it out. Um, okay, so we've covered we've covered plants, we've covered de decorations, lighting, food hazards, anything else that we can think of. Yeah, I mean, I think probably the greatest hazard to your pet during the holiday season is you and the people you invite over. Okay. To be real, I mean, holiday guests, you know, we have a lot of guests coming to, into the house, um, especially now that maybe COVID restrictions are not as intense, and especially now everyone wants to celebrate with these big celebrations. And 
The door is constantly opening and closing. If your pets, your cats, your dogs, they can easily escape. So keep them away from the door as guests come and go. The other thing is not all pets like guests. So they can get really stressed out. Totally. And if your dog or cat is the type that does get stressed out in those circumstances, have a safe space for them. A room where they can go. They have their bed, their water, some treats, some nice music. Somewhere where they're not going to be stressed out. Because stress can trigger a lot of conditions, especially in cats, like urinary blockages and things like that. And then lastly, I mean, David and Jody Edelman, my parents, are you listening? <laughs> yes, sometimes like to feed your dogs or cats food. You know, they they see it as a nice treat. And, uh, you know, sometimes it depends on the dog. You know, our dogs are probably actually fine with a little bit of, you know, white turkey breast from the table. They're fine with most things, actually. Yeah, but I mean, there are a lot of dogs out there that cannot eat those type of food items. And so you want to let your guests know as much as they're Fluffies might be begging, like, don't feed them because that's, you don't want to end up with gastroenteritis or a pancreatitis or a trip to the vet. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of holiday hazards for sure. There's also a lot of ways to keep your pets involved with the fun. You know, I I don't mean to scare everyone like, oh my God, you're going to kill your dogs and cats this holiday season. There are a lot of hazards to be aware of, but there's also lots of fun to be had. You know, if they like to be involved, include them in the celebrations. Um, There's lots of costumes and cute, you know, ways to dress up your pets. Beware of those costumes though, because as much as we like them, I think a lot of them hate it. And I had a bit of an issue with an ugly Christmas sweater with Freddie the (laughs) other day. And I put it in a minute and I thought he looked like such a cute little dork. Yeah, Freddie hated hated it it so much. And then the second I, he was struggling to walk on the street and I I took him out of it because I was like, okay, I got to at least um, allow him to enjoy his walk. And he just bolted Yeah, the second he was out of it. So yeah, it's obviously make sure your pet enjoys to be dressed up. So that's one thing. There's lots of treats, toys that are pet friendly so lots of ways to include your you know your dog or cat in the holiday fun. one of my favorite new things that i just discovered this year thanks to you is pet advent calendars so we have this pet advent calendar now each day there's a new door that opens and it's a new dog treat and these treats smell good. They I'm do. like, I'm somewhat tempted to figure out if they're animal and human friendly. I'm going to have to keep the advent calendar away from David. It's, yeah, that's cinnamony deliciousness. <laughs> and they're just so decorated. Is that why one was missing this morning? <laughs> All right. When we come back, Pepper we just are going to close out the show with some trivia. And uh, David, I think that's all on you. I can take it. Okay. We'll be back. Okay, we're back. So hope you enjoyed those holiday safety tips. If you have any questions about anything we talked about, reach out to us. Um, our Instagram is at podcast TV. Reach out to us on YouTube, um, anywhere really, and let the us know. The tiny vet, you also answer. I also answer questions, the tiny vet. Um, yeah, so David, let's finish out this uh, holiday episode with some trivia. <laughs> In the spirit of the cold... What animal has the thickest fur? Is it beaver, polar bear, sea otter, or bison? Uh, I don't know. That's a hard one. Well, you're going to have to find out next episode. (laughs) You're going to have to find out next episode. (laughs) That's it for today's podcast. We hope you have a great holiday season and these tips were helpful. Make sure um, to comment, like, download us wherever you find your podcast. We're also on YouTube if you want to see me face planting my hands in my head every time David does something (laughs) stupid. (laughs) I'm Dr. Lauren. 
And I am David. And, and this, this is, is the podcast. podcast. <laughs> la 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 la. Oh my god. <laughs>